Hi, I'm Joel Goddard, and this is acting coach Dan Rodandon, teaching actors how to act. It's the real deal, Glockenspiel. Savor me, savor my voice gag. This may be the last time you hear it. <laughs> Dan Rodandon here, Dan Rodandon. The last time you heard me, I was riding high. I was riding high on one of those old-timey bicycles with the giant wheel in the front because I thought that I had, uh, I thought that I had everything. And I did. I had everything. I had a sweet contract with a Saudi cruise ship that I had already signed and I had the interest of a, uh, <laughs> of a Canadian television producer. And here I am today. Not too much later, and that bicycle that I was talking about is now painted white on the side of the road because that's where somebody got killed on a goddamn bicycle. It's a memorial. It's a memorial for my career. But a phoenix will rise from the ashes. <laughs> but somebody's got to set me on fire first. And if you want to set me on fire, I say get in line because there's a few people ahead of you. First people ahead of you is the Saudis because I did sign that contract. And then I did uh, send them an email saying, fuck off. I'm going to be on Saturday Night Live, you dumb dicks. Ha ha ha. LOL. Well, I showed up at 30 Rockefeller Center the next day hard as a rock. Dick out, flapping in the breeze, showing the world what God gave me and more. Because, I, you know, I went to a convenience store on the way and took some of those pills, yeah, uh, uh, the ones that make your heart race and your weeder turn colors. I took those because I wanted to make a good impression, and wouldn't you know it, security came downstairs, and you know who security calls? They call the cops. And then they babysit you until the cops get there. And then the cops take you to the police station and you sit in the goddamn police station without any pants and boater pills. And you're in the interrogation room and you're sitting there and you're waiting and I'm, you know, I'm ready to tell the whole story. I'm ready to blow this thing wide open. You can't handle the truth. There's a Canadian in charge of all this, Lord Michaels. And uh, uh, all of a sudden they, uh, they say, hey, you're free to go. And I said, damn right, I'm free to go. And they said, you're not exactly free to go. You're not an American. And I said, well, that's insulting. And they said, no, you're, you're, you're not even a person anymore. Uh, uh, pardon me? They said, no, you are property. You are chattel. You're owned by a Saudi prince. And guess who the U.S. government doesn't want to mess with? the Saudis. You know why? Because somehow they pinned 9-11 on Afghanistan. The Saudis took that uh, uh, my arrest outside 30 Rockefeller Center as uh, me trying to not do their contract. So they froze my bank account because they got some pull, I guess. So that $600 is, is uh, uh, I guess, still theirs. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to pay that money back and I signed the contract, so I guess I'm still theirs. So I'm going to have to be on a cruise ship doing whatever I was going to do for Lord Michaels for a room full of, I don't know, whoever does a, who goes on a Saudi cruise. 
Probably Saudis. I don't even know what they speak. Well, while I'm here, while, while I'm still on our shores, my country, tis of thee, sweet land of... Uh, 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 anyway, we have. Uh, I got some phone calls to answer. Uh, I, I made a commitment. I, uh, I'm going to answer these calls. I get my money's worth. <laughs> I owe it to the followers. I owe it to the people. And uh, 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 when life had you lemons, answer phone calls. Making phone calls obligations to myself like the movie Monster. When that character wanted to kill themselves, but they blew a guy four or five dollars. And they wanted to spend that five dollars before they killed themselves because otherwise they would have blown that guy for free. First call. Hi, Dan. I don't know if you remember me, but we met in a Barnes & Noble and then I, I called you and I was in a really dark place and I guess I wanted to be together. I guess I want to thank you for turning me down because I was a minor. I just wanted to tell you that I just got the lead role in this new CBS Law & Order show called Teenage Detective. And ever since I kind of stooped so low to do that catfishing thing with you, I feel like I had to turn my life around it. And now everything is good. Now I have a car. And I have a dog that loves me, and I have this new show, Teenage Detectives, which I think is, is going to do so well, and it's all thanks to you. I'm a living success, thanks to you. Did you ever... I'm going to be 18 in two years if you, if you do want to call. I just... I know I sounded kind of indignant before, early in the message, but I, I actually do. I actually am still kind of... If if you were interested, I'd be interested. I know you maybe... Um, maybe with Sweden deal with. I can offer you a part on CBS's Teenage Detective. Call me. First of all, I would love a part on Teenage Detective. Uh, that That's first of all. Teenage Detective sounds like an amazing show. CBS, I've heard of that. <laughs> uh, 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 but if I'm not mistaken, and uh, I don't believe I am, uh, well, let me back up a little bit. When I first heard the beginning of the message and you said, hey, I met you at a Barnes & Noble and you turned me down because I was underage, I thought, all right, well, this could be 45 people. But then you started getting a little bit more descriptive and you talked about the catfish ratfish situation and uh, 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 if I'm not mistaken you were a 16 year old girl with the healing powers of Athena and a missing rib before I got catfished that was one of the best days best afternoons best half hours of my life and then after I found out I got catfished that was, a, that was a, still a great day because I was going to be on television and I wish that were the whole story unfortunately you stole my identity but you were kind enough to give it back, so 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 thank you on that, on that count, Rebecca BMW. But uh, your plea at the end there it reminds me of a scene from a film called Blank Check, where the little boy claims to be Mister Macintosh and gets a million dollar check, and doesn't know how to spend all of his money, and somehow the mob from Modern Family falls in love with an eleven year old boy. At the end of the movie, she says, "Hey." 
Come see me in a few years when you're old enough. It's fun to live the reverse of that. And maybe two years from now, when uh, when I get all that all that sweet Hollywood cruise ship money, I will swing through. It's good to hear that you learned your lesson. It's good to hear your voice. Um, see you in a couple of years, I guess. If I'm still alive. Next call. Hey, Dan. It's uh, it's Lee Foster. Yeah, we uh, talked about uh, me not getting that um, that Cheerios commercial. Well, those times are long gone. After I talked to you, um, something clicked. I don't know what it was. I am doing so well. I have to tell you. I mean, I, 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 I just fucking book everything, dude. It's ridiculous. Somebody gave me a, a commercial when I was walking out of Walgreens yesterday. They just saw me. They, you want a commercial? Yeah, sure. I'm, I don't know if I have time, but I'll try. I'm just like, dude, I don't even, I have so much money, I don't even know what to do with it. I bought like a small island off of the coast of Spain yesterday. I've never even been to Spain. I don't fucking speak Spanish. I don't give a shit. Let's change the language. Like, I'll have my own language. I'll buy my own language. Can you do that? I don't know. I can, probably. I don't know, man. I owe it to you, but uh, I'm awesome. I'm awesome now. So, I don't know. You want to come? Uh, want to come hang out on my island? I'll call it. I'm gonna call it. Uh, I'm gonna call it. Chachuma. Uh, so that's that's the official name now. Um, I have this like assistant who like follows me around. Like I'm pacing around my mansion right now. She's just like following me around, like with her finger in my ass because I just ran out of shit for her to do. Then she just she just dialed in the chachuma chip or whatever the fuck I just said. I'm just like it's official now. So come on over, man. Ah, uh, my friend Lee Foster, the guy who sat alone in his apartment full of shit. Well, a bucket full of shit, because they turned off his water. Uh, And listen to him now. Listen to the voice of Triumph. A man who has his own Cheerios commercial. A man who's on the buses of Chicago. Uh, I've seen the Instagram photos of him. And uh, uh, the the curse of Dan Rodandon strikes again. You come to me, you come to me sad, and you walk away victorious. Rebecca BMW has her own show now. Lee Foster got a Cheerios commercial. Uh, 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 Todd Berger is going to do Hamlet Hamlet. And, and, and also, uh, look at a girl's tits with Boater Patrol. If you want to become a success, talk to me. Works for everybody except for me. I, mean, I talk to the mirror every day, so maybe, maybe at some point I'm going to be huge. Congratulations, Lee. It sounds like you're getting everything. You got your, uh, getting commercials left and right. You want to buy a language? That's good. If you're going to buy a language, I would recommend Navajo. Not a lot of people speak it. You could probably get it for pennies on the dollar, and it seemed to treat Uncle Sam okay during World War II. Yes, the wind talkers with their codes. So buy the Navajo language. Use it on Chachumacha. Uh, 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 uh. I, uh... I booked a rather lucrative uh, contract with a, a, a certain Saudi prince, but as soon as that's up, I would love to be your new assistant. I've got fingers. 
But uh, 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 when, when the time comes, I'll, I'll give you a helping hand. I'll give you a helping arm. I'll give you a helping leg. I don't know what it'll take for you, but Lee, you need me around. Next call. Hi, Dan. So this is both a showbiz question and I guess a life question, which is, how do you keep it real? How do you keep it real? Well, that's easy. You simply got to look at yourself in the mirror every morning and, and just be that. Simple as that. You look at yourself in the mirror. You say, what am I today? Today, I'm a little bit older. Today, I'm a little bit more out of shape. Uh, today, I'm a little bit sadder. Today, the sun is a little bit hotter. The wind is a little bit colder. Today, the eyes of strangers is a little bit meaner. And uh, uh, you just let that slowly chip away at you. But if you really want to keep it real, you look at the mirror, you look at that sad mirror, and you put on a big old smile. Because a big old smile is the realest thing there is. Because what is a smile? A smile is a way to bare your teeth at the world and still confuse them. It's a way that you can have your weapon ready while disarming them. Keep it real with a smile. With those shiny white blades that you point at the world. Next call. Hey, Dan. This is Lim Jaggy from the Centerfield Federal Park. Listen, but uh, that Lady Gaga carving on the, on the, uh, on the watermelon that you, sh you shipped to me shriveled up looks like a, a bad rendition of Mahatma Gandhi. Question, are the eyes made from lemur shit? Sure smells like it, bud. Well, that's, 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 that's just heartbreaking to hear that that beautiful piece of art that I worked so hard on did not make the journey north. Uh, lemur shit, I don't know if it's easier to get up in Canada, eh? But here, it's, it's tough pickings. And that's a specific smell. Well done on you. Well done on that. Actually, it was not lemur shit. It was candle wax that had been sort of congealing underneath the boiler in the basement of the laundry room of <laughs> of, of the school building that I've been pretending to be a janitor at. And uh, 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 it was the perfect color, I thought. <clears throat> but it is kind of amazing, though, when you think about the synchronicity that comes along with Lady Gaga and Mahatma Gandhi. Gaga, Gandhi. Ooh la 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 ra, Gandhi, you're a ra. But oh no, hold on, hold on, I got. I, uh, ooh eh, ra ra, Gandhi, Mahatma. See, you can. Uh, so uh, next call. Okay, Dan, are you ready? I've been cast in the room too. This is going to be huge. Everyone's seen the room. This is going to be huge. Um, they they wouldn't actually. They, uh, technically, I still need to. Uh, I need to bring in extra people to, uh, they weren't going to cast me otherwise, so I need to bring, uh, you in and, and like, uh, five more people that you know, cause they, uh, um, yeah, they, they need lots of people for the, uh, cast and crew. Um, but, geez, okay, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Um, technically, it's, uh, it's not actually the room, it's just, it's just, I re read the script and was like, this couldn't not be the next room movie, it's just so bad, but everyone's going to watch it. So whatever your plans are, you know, that you were doing, just forget your plans, fuck your plans, get over here, oh, oh actually, I'll be heading over here, uh, wherever you're, you know, I've been following you lately, okay, so I'll be seeing you later today, bye. 
Todd Raids! Chaos Raids! Always a pleasure to hear from Todd Raids. I haven't heard from him in a while. And uh, that's my bad. What I'm going to do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, as, as soon as this taping is over, I am going to run to the Whole Foods and buy myself some bison steaks. Start frying up some bison, because it sounds like Todd Raids is coming to my place. And he's coming to my place with a job! Uh, I, I, I've heard of a bringer show where you have to bring 10 people or else you don't get to go up on stage, but I've never heard of a bringer film before. Sounds like we got ourselves a bringer film. And I've seen the room. I've thrown spoons at it. I've, I, you, know, I, 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 you, you know, you do the things you do when uh, the, the, the friends of yours are college age. And I'd be happy to do the room too. Tommy Wiseau is a, is a hero of mine. Because he got to show his weird butthole to the camera and wiggle around with some girl's boobs who uh, who you could tell was only going to be hot for about 20 more minutes uh, 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 before the... Uh, uh, that's just cruel. I mean, everybody's seen her in this film. And uh, it's my job to empower women. So uh, I would say, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. I... I what part will I will I have in this film? Anyway, I'm just looking forward to seeing Todd Raines. Todd Raines, I hope they can shoot the film on a cruise ship. See you when you get here, sweet buddy. Sweet Palomino. Pel Pel Pellegrino. Uh, uh, next call. Hey, Randall Danden. Jimmy Leahy. Coming at that ship. Bad action. Yeah, I hit that watermelon upside down. <laughs> Looks just like Gaby Lala. And those poop balls... You took the watermelon, you turned it upside down, and it looked like one of those hoot poot balls? A poot ball? What's a poot ball? Anyway, it's good it's good to hear you're having a nice time. I miss partying with you. You you Poot balls. I gotta try to figure out what a poot ball is. Who knows? Maybe I mean, he sounded excited about it. Maybe people are going to want mail-away poot balls. Next fall, give me your address and I'll mail you a poot ball. Next call. Uh, hey, uh, hey uh, uh, Danny. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's your brother, Stanley. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, you, you don't come around. You, you left. Uh, I mean, no one knew uh, anywhere where, uh, where, where to get in touch with you. I guess I was the only smart one to bing you. So I binged you, and then and I found this. So, uh, uh, um, how how are you? Where where, where are you? Uh, well, um, listen. Um, the the reason I I was looking for you is uh, these these detective guys have been poking around, uh, Danny, and um, well, they think you're connected about some guy who got burned in a car. Um, your car? Uh, it's definitely weird, there, Dan. So. Uh, you know, if you could um, maybe uh, let us know what's going on, and uh, maybe you can help these detective guys out if you didn't do anything. Oh, and uh, I'm auditioning for an, uh, an improv mime troupe. Um, I was wondering uh, how long I should uh, do my dramatic monologue for. Yeah, give, give us a call, Danny. We miss you, okay? Hope all is well, and I hope uh, you didn't, we didn't murder somebody. Bye-bye now. Where to start? Where to start with this guy, Stan? My brother. Great, my brother, Stan. Look at him, wearing silk boxers, underwears.
That's that, that's a that's part of a, a scene from a film that uh, John Claude Van Damme was in. It's called uh, 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 Double Impact. This guy, my brother. Anyway, Stan Rodanen is my brother. Let me answer those questions in a row. How are you? I'm fine, Stan. Where are you? Staying away from you. What happened when the car burned down? Oh, I don't know. Just there was a homeless guy sleeping in it who I couldn't get rid of because uh, somehow he fashioned a key out of wood. You want to you wanna ask somebody about that car fire? Why don't you find town hero, uh, Mr. Iconorapist, Mr. I, I, am, I, am, I, am a, I am a middle school teacher's arch nemesis, Mr. Corey Bowen, and his friend Blandon. You want to tell those detectives where I am? I'll tell you where I am. Here. Hey, detectives. Uh, I'm at Go Fuck Yourself Lane on Eat a Dick Drive, and Stan did it. Stan Rostanden. Stan Rodanden. My goddamn worthless piece of shit brother. And, oh, how long did you want your dramatic monologue to go? I don't know. How long is the scene, fuckface? When it's over, that's when you stop. Next call. Uh, hey, Dan. This is comedy legend Noriko Ott. Uh, calling from Portland, Oregon. Uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm a big fan. I know that's probably a big, a big shock, but I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. And I got to say, your acting podcast has step-by-step really helped me in what I do uh, doing stand-up. And also, uh, but since I've been listening to your podcast, I have successfully read uh, three times for parts on Portlandia. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, I didn't get any of them, but like I, I, but they did. They kept calling me back, you know, for different things, uh, you know, uh, years apart. But they, I definitely got called. So uh, I, I got you to thank. So uh, thank you so much, man. Uh, and uh, uh, keep it up uh, or, or don't. I don't know. Uh, uh, bye. Oh, the apathy of an established celebrity. You know, I know you got to play it cool and say, uh, keep going or don't, but, uh, 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 I'm not afraid to say that I'm excited to hear from you. Noriko Ott, stand-up comedian. We're actually Facebook friends. I have Facebook on my iPod Touch, and wouldn't you know it, some of his Facebook, uh, hashtags are very amusing. I would recommend going and looking up Noriko Ott, and, uh, 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 if you want somebody who has the, the aesthetic of, like, uh, late AIDS Freddie Mercury mixed with, uh, Frank Zappa, late prostate cancer mixed with a beautiful smile and some goddamn piercing eyes, that's your guy, Noriko Ott. It's amazing to know that I'm an influence on you because you've actually been an influence on me. I didn't know the value. <laughs> oh. <coughs> oh. Or the power of insulting women in order to get sex from them until I met you. I've never seen anyone do it better. You're the king. You're the Elvis. And, uh, hey, Portlandia doesn't look like it's going anywhere. If you're hanging out with Fred Armisen, you should tell him you used to be in a band. He liked to drum. And also, if anybody out there has uh, uh, the internet, you should look up the Dag Nabbit Stubbs. They are a swamp rock. Is that right? A swamp rock band? They're from Swampwater, Georgia, anyway, and their songs certainly rock the house. Anyway, great to hear from you, Nariko. Portland is, uh, what, Portland, what do they say, keep Portland weird? Next call. Hi, Daniel. Rodanian. Danden. Um, this is Woody Allen, uh, writer-director Woody Allen, and I'm just calling to say uh, thank you to extend a huge amount of gratitude for everything you've done to sort of raise the consciousness of the American actor, um, I know this is your farewell episode, and I felt I would be remiss if I didn't 
leave you a voicemail to, to thank you for for what you've done for our industry. Uh, I, I can personally speak uh, on behalf of several actors that I've worked with uh, who hold you in huge esteem, think of you as a coach and as a mentor, um, both Emma Stone and um, what's her name, the blonde one, Kate Blanchett, uh, think of you as a father. Um, uh, that's how much you mean to them. Um, Josh Brolin thinks of you as a brother-in-law um, because of how influential you've been on him. Um, Martin Landau retroactively credits his performance in trying to misdemeanor to you uh, and says that because of that, you'll always, always, always be like a great, great grandfather to him. And, uh, and even Javier Bardem um, says that, you know, that there's a place at his Thanksgiving table for you. I personally have always thought of you as, uh, as more, more like a stepdaughter. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's tasteless, I know, but not too soon. Actually, I think it's been long enough. It's been over a year. I joke about it right now. But that's it. I just wanted to call and just say, you know, that's Woody Allen, who I am. Woody Allen, thank you. Now, this is a momentous day. To have the... Woody Allen, call into my show. I, <laughs> I mean, the kingmaker. Woody Allen, the kingmaker himself, calling in. Uh, Martin Landau, crimes and misdemeanors. Purple Rose of Cairo. Uh, uh, what else did he do? Hey, uh, Woody Allen. What, what what did Woody Allen make? He's only made a couple movies, right? He's not very... He's, anyway, Woody Allen, you're a great... Uh, you, uh... Mighty Aphrodite. Woody Allen. Always great to hear from a fan. Woody Allen. I'm gonna bask in this for a minute. Uh, 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 uh. Let's all just take a minute and bask in the fact that Director Woody Allen, independent filmmaker Woody Allen, who made films in the U.S. and then couldn't get funding, so he made films in Europe himself. Woody Allen, Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson, Bananas, he made the movie Bananas. Woody Allen. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Woody Allen is... I, I'm actually... I'm, I am so overwhelmed right now, I don't even know how to respond. I just want to say thank you, Woody Allen. You're a handsome guy. You're probably a great clarinetist, and uh, 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 it, incredible to hear your voice. You do sound... You know, you sound much taller in person, probably, but... Uh, oh, God. God, Woody Allen, Vicky Cristina, Barcelona, Match Point, uh, Stardust Memories. Uh, I'm robbing this bank with a gub. It's a gub. Woody Allen. Next call. Hi, Dan. Um, I have listened to every podcast of yours, and I, 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 I really wish I could tell you what I'm about to say in person, but this is the only way I know how to get a hold of you. 
and I, I feel a, 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 a very deep connection with you. I've always known I was an actor, and I, I, I guess you could say it's in my blood. Um, this is really hard to say. Um, <clears throat> I grew up in an orphanage, and recently I discovered who my biological parents are. Here it goes. Uh, Dan Rodanen, you are my biological father. So my question is, will you take on this role and be my dad? Rodad dad? Oh, I really wish you would have left a name and number that I could get back to you with. So compelling. You got a beautiful voice. You got my signature uh, 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 pauses and stutters. You sound like an actor. Just a shame that I'm not going to be able to continue to keep this number after today. So if you can find another, I guess, I guess, I guess it's not the cards with the hands of fate. But I, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to. I, yes, I would. I would love to be your dad, Rodad Dad. Uh, it's got a beautiful rig to it. Uh, but uh, I, I just don't know how. We, how to get in touch with you, or how you're going to be able to get in touch with me, or... I guess we'll just have to let the fates decide. It may be if someday our paths cross on this winding road, then, uh, 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 then I will step into that role. But until then, we're just going to leave it up to the hands of chance. Because you and me, we don't know any other way. As you said, it's in our blood. Next call. Hi, Dan. Uh, this is Kelsey Olson. Uh, I just thought I would give you a call because I was thinking about you the other day and I listened to your podcast and it sounds like you are up to all kinds of great adventures. Um, I know it's been a while since you've seen me, so I'm not sure if you really remember me, but I actually have a question for you. Um, in the two short years since we last spoke, I've actually had a lot of stuff go on in my life, and it turns out that I am pregnant. Um, I'm wondering if you have any advice for a pregnant lady in terms of going into auditions and um, booking the job. Um, I wish you so much luck in your future, and I hope I hope to see you again soon. Alrighty, bye bye. You know it's incredible what going off the air could do. Uh, you let people know that maybe this is your last show. All of a sudden, you get a couple of propositions for fatherhood. You get a, a couple of propositions for... Uh, 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 well, the thing is, I got a lot of options right now. You know, I'm the hot ticket in town. Oh, can I raise my own daughter? Maybe I can raise Kelsey Olsen's uh, kid or whatever. Because uh, 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 she is the one that got away. I'm sitting out here in my canoe with my broken rod. And uh, that fish is just swimming... Swimming with a hook in her face. That's a metaphor for a baby. So how do you land an audition while pregnant? Don't tell them, because you're only going to get bigger, and there's nothing that a person wants out of an actress less than bigger. You know what's worse than old? Big. That's acting. I guess it's kind of the opposite of dicks. That's just a side note. Anyway, congratulations on the baby. I hope the father's in the picture. Kelsey Olson. We had some times. Next call. Hey, Dan. Hope you can help. I'm in the uh, spring production of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying at my high school. 
I'm in the chorus, but I really want to stand out. Right, so I worked up a routine to do downstage with another chorus member. It's during the first act, and there's a lot of people in the background, so who knows if they'll even see me, but I don't know. I just wanted another way to stand out a little bit, you know? Do you think this will help? Thanks, Dan. Also, how do I find out how my butt ranks compared to other guys' butt in the cast? Thank you. All right, so the first thing you got to do is you got to find yourself someone who is a closeted homosexual in the cast because they are going to be the closest confident of all of the females in the cast. And girls in high school cannot help but rank guys' butts. They also can't help but rank what they imagine guys' dicks look like. So, if you find out which one of them is a closeted homosexual, he can give you all of the inside skinny on butt and wiener rankings. To answer the other question, how do I stand out? You may not like this idea. You're going to have to fart a lot on stage. If you make fart noises, people are going to look at you, especially if you can fart louder than the music. Uh, if that's not working out for you, if you can't fart on command, because not everybody can, the other thing you could do is drop your dance partner. Drop her on the floor. If she gets hurt, everybody's going to look at you. Hey, negative attention's better than no attention. Another thing you could always do is pull your dick out, but that's sort of a last resort kind of thing, because you can only do that for one performance. I mean, if you do it twice, nobody's going to believe it's an accident. I know. So you get one shot with that. So make sure the people in the audience you want to notice you are there the day you pull your dick out. Next call. Hey, Mr. Rodandin. Um, you might not remember me, but my name's Corey Bowen, and you were my vice principal in junior high school. Anyway... I've gone through a lot of stuff since I last saw you, and uh, I've met some people, and I've gone through some stuff, and basically, I just wanted to let you know that I'm not the kid that, you know, tried to frame you and got you fired from your job. I'm not that person anymore, and I just wanted to say that what I did was really messed up. And I'm, I'm sorry for what I did, and I, I hope you can forgive me. And I guess this is just kind of like my way of trying to make amends with you. So I really hope you can uh, accept my apology. Psych, you're a fucking loser. It's fucking hilarious listening to you fail. What a joke. <laughs> All right, Corey. Well, uh, 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 hey, I, uh, ooh, Corey Bowen, the, 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 the kid who ruined everything for me, uh, uh, and actually spurred my career. Uh, I would not have pursued an acting career if it were not for Corey Bowen. Uh, 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 he pushed me to the limits of my previous job, which was a middle school interim vice principal. But, uh, you know, Corey... It's probably getting pretty boring out there, not being able to taunt or torment anyone like me. But I'd like to introduce you to my brother, Stan Rodandon. Maybe you could run into Stan Rodandon and set his car on fire, or at least gloat about uh, 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 what you've done to me. 
I probably won't get back to any detectives or anything like that. So, so do, do connect with my brother and uh, do yourself a favor. And it's so exhausting to stay angry at you, Corey. It's really exhausting. You know, a lot of people have done me wrong since you. I mean, what you did to me was was horrible, but it was literally child's play. I mean, I've been in two comas since the last time you've seen me. I've been beaten unmercifully. I can't even pronounce unmercifully anymore because of how badly I've been beaten. I, I rode in a bus across the country in the cargo hold. So, hey, it's fun to listen to you fail, you fucking loser. Ha, 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 ha. What kind of a goddamn teenager still holds a grudge against his middle school vice principal? Hope you're doing great, Corey. You know what? I hope I hope you I hope you have a great life. I hope you I hope you uh, uh, quit living in the past. I hope you find what I hope you find what you're looking for because uh, 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 it ain't me, Hacho. You know you know what they say is worse. You know what they say is worse than hate? Neglect. You called me, asshole. I didn't call you. I have the power. Next call. Daniel? This is Mom. That's right, your mother. Yes, I'm calling you from beyond the grave. I know what you've been thinking all these years about that afternoon, that warm Hawaiian Gardens afternoon. The day I left to pick you up from Aloha Elementary, I had just bought a couple of avocados for dinner from Julian's Mexican food. And I dropped one, and I chased after it as it rolled onto Carson Street. That's when the Metro Los Angeles Line 62 bus came, and it flattened me like a warm raspberry jelly-filled pancake. What luck, huh? The one time that bus was on schedule. Anyway. I'm calling to tell you that it's not your fault, Daniel. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Say it with me, Daniel. It's not, it's not your, your fault. fault. It's, it's not, not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. If you believe in magic in a young girl's heart, I don't know who you are. I don't. I don't know how you know the things you know. You gonna toy with toy with me like you're gonna try to force? You're gonna force closure on a broken man? My mob calling from beyond the grave. Whoever did this, I hope you had good intentions. Because I'm going to be able to move on now. That's just the pain leaving the body. Next call. Hi, Dan Rodandon. This is Thomas Bigley. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. And I just wanted to call 
uh, since it's your final show coming up, and just ask you what it feels like to know that the end is near. Well, knowing that Thank the... Thank you so much. Oh, Bye. boy. Knowing that the end is near uh, uh, reminds me of a song. And it's a song that may speak particularly to you, Thomas Bigley. Uh, longtime fan, thank you for that. Uh, 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 carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry, don't you cry, don't you cry. No more. Well, when the end is near, there are no more tears. Because it's over. <laughs> you drop the curtain. You let the curtain come down on those sad eyes. You know, sleep is like a, 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 a teleportation. You disappear. You stop existing. And then when you wake up, it's like you're a whole new you. So you die every night. So it's not the end. It's the beginning. It's reincarnation. Every time you fall asleep, it's reincarnation. You go to heaven in your dreams, or you go to hell in your dreams, based... <laughs> hey, that's on you, champ. I took mushrooms about 45 minutes ago, and, uh, 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 <laughs> Sorry if this is getting a little too, uh... Getting a little too, uh... Great to hear from you, Thomas. Next caller. Hey, Dan. It's, uh, it's Levi. My name's Levi. Uh, I know you're getting a lot of calls from British actors... Uh, it comes very different schools of thought on this on the craft, but uh, I have a question. I feel like you very specifically could answer, and I know this is the last show, and I thought this would be a good way, sort of a good send off, a good beat you could do at the end here. Uh, you know, there's a lot of actors uh, who have a problem and struggle with with addictions, and uh, it's really it's really harmful, uh, not to just their careers, but to them to them as people as well. Um, you know the they find themselves at the end of a long day with needles in their arms and it's not from them any good to them on. Um, and I wonder if this is something you could speak to, you know, the actor who can't seem to, to reconcile uh, sort of his, you know, the, the, the size of his passion with uh, sort of the breadth of his, uh, of his talent and also the depth of his, uh, of his despair. Uh, and this is something I, I know a lot of us struggle with. I hit rock bottom myself down when I was 16 years old. I learned the art way. Uh, I, I wanted to get to America, and I, and I did, actually. I, I wanted to, to make it New York or Hollywood, and uh, I, uh, the airlines have specials to Fort Lauderdale, which is where I flew, and which is where I wound up, and which is where I've been living. Uh, it's a place where I call home now, you know, because I learned the art way then, but there's a lot of us who haven't, and I wonder if you could speak to them as sort of a send-off, you know, sort of a final gesture uh, to speak to those of us with, with, with addictions, uh, both British and American, and, and from all over the, you know, Crete as well. Uh, it's difficult. Uh, it's a difficult business, as you well know, uh, and, and, and we often find ourselves with, with deep, sort of unfeelable holes, and uh, that we that we that we that we fill with needles and in fact put needles in our arms and, and junk into our brains, and it's not doing us any good, Dennis, from his arm. So to speak to us about you know getting that needle out of the arm, finally getting that needle out of the arm, but you know the proverbial needle and, and, and the literal ones as well. Thank you, Dan, very much for what you've done. It's been a good ride, man. It's been a good ride. Well, thank you for riding. Thank you for chasing that dream with me. Thank you for chasing that dragon. That is show business. Thank you for taking the time to make it the call. And uh, uh, I mean, it's a familiar story. It's a story we all know. It's a story of uh, it's a story of needles. It's a story of inches. It's a story of uh, 
relief. How do I get a little relief? Uh, what are your yug? What are you gonna get? You're gonna get a beer. Hey, beer's great. Uh, you're gonna get a little bit older. What are you gonna? You're gonna smoke cigarettes and weed and beer. You're gonna play. You're gonna. You know. You're gonna play that game. Where does that game lead? Maybe that game leads a few different directions. Sometimes that game leads to cocaine. Sure. You play the cocaine game for a while. Maybe it's fun, but she's an expensive game. All right, so cocaine's expensive, but you still got a job. So you got a job, and you got a job, and you got insurance. What do you do with that insurance? Oh, you lie to a doctor. Maybe you lie to a lot of doctors. Maybe you get a lot of pills. Maybe you get a lot of prescription pills. Maybe you can't hold it together anymore. Maybe you lose that job. Maybe you lose that insurance. And those pills that you used to take used to be $5 for a month. Now they're $30 a day, black market. Is there, is there anything that's going to do what those pills do? What's going to do what those pills do? Heroin? Sure, you can get some heroin. Heroin is uh, is less expensive than those pills. So you start snorting it. You know, you got to snort that heroin. It does the job, but what they don't tell you is that it burns your nose and your throat. And that's not sustainable. So you're like, well, I'm already doing heroin. You know, I'm in for a penny, in for a pound. So you go to the needle. And the needle's a very, very different animal. You try that needle and all of a sudden you think to yourself, oh, <laughs> everything's different. This is what I do now. This is my game. And I'm in it to win it. You do it once and it... <laughs> it feels like you shook the hand of the Lord. It's like you're looking at the eight eight uh, wonders of the world at once. And then you do it again and all of a sudden it's, it's just like watching Tron in 3D. And then you do it again and all of a sudden it's like playing Command and Conquer for the first time. And you, and you do it again and all of a sudden it's like watching your first uh, Terry Gilliam film. And then you watch it again and it's like a decent episode of The Simpsons. And you do it again, and it's like uh, it's like watching half a good movie on an airplane when you didn't pay for the the headphones. And then you do it again, and it's like uh, it's like playing bejeweled on your phone on the train. And how do you get it back? You know, it's like when you date that girl when you're too young to know any better, and you, you remember how great it was at the beginning because it was the first time, and you, you're like, oh, this is what they talk about. And then later on, you, the two of you don't really know each other, but all you remember is that excitement of the beginning, and how do you get that back? You can't. And then you die. Next call. That's all the calls are done. There's no more after that one. <laughs> hey, what's, what's that sound? Is that the fat lady? I hear the fat lady. Enough Stalin. Enough Joseph Stalin. Uh, I gotta tell you, doing this has been a. Uh, you know, I, I, I set out. I set out at the beginning of this to try and uh, try and make a difference for those of you out there who want to learn how to act, and for those of you who want to make. Who want to make your own art and uh, those of you out there who didn't have any support the support from uh, 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 people who wanted to to give you the opportunities you got to make your own opportunities you gotta you gotta do for yourself God bless the child who make his own 
Uh, and here it is. Simple as that. You put in a couple years, you know, you you try as hard as you can, you you take your lumps, you make you make a few things, you you try to create. And maybe nothing, maybe none of it, maybe none of it means anything, maybe none of it matters, but uh, maybe you grow, maybe you don't, and maybe that's the lesson. Maybe, maybe just spinning your wheels, maybe that's the point, maybe that's uh, just finding something to do to, I mean, you're here anyway. Doesn't have to make anybody else happy, as long as it distracts you. As long as it keeps you from thinking about um, how the things you care about don't matter. As long as it makes you. As long as it lets you sleep. As long as it. As long as it lets you wake up, as long as as long as you can pretend tomorrow's going to be better, as long as uh, as long as you can hope that somebody out there is going to want to see what you have to do or hear what you have to say, as long as I mean, hey, you make a podcast, you put it out there, you look at the numbers, you try to see the numbers, and it says ten people are listening, and maybe nine of them are you. Somehow it still feels good. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe I'll see you later. Maybe I. Maybe I'll see you. Maybe. <laughs> maybe this is all a dream. Maybe I mean. Maybe I'm your dream. Maybe I'm not even here. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice if I never, if I'm just, if I'm just a sad fantasy, if I'm just a, a, a if I'm just a hollow, terrifying sh- uh, shadow of an idea of a dream, if I'm just a, if I'm just a, a, a I don't know, a, a reflection of a torment that uh, that some of us recognize, wouldn't that be nice? Trouble isn't real. I'm there. Not going away. I'll be there as long as you are. And you know me. Well, let's not end on a doubter. Is there anything more beautiful than the majesty of song? It's the only time men can be birds <laughs> when they sing. Uh, 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 so let me fly away with you. Let's fly away together. Let's let like Icarus. Let's fly directly into the sun and burn to death. It's not over, but it's over for now. Don't know how or when, but I'll be back again. I'm not finished. I'm just. 
kinda tired. Just need some time to think and bathtub wine to drink. I know you'll miss me, but it's just for a while. So if you get sad, just shoot yourself a smile. Cause friends and laughter help you live ever after, boy. Oh, this isn't ending, I'm not saying goodbye. Some people can't admit when it's time to quit. You can't stop me cause I promised my mom. I said I'm not a quitter the day the bus hit her. I'm not running away, this ain't denial. But if it were, I'd probably shoot myself, shoot myself, shoot myself. Let's smile. Cause when some things don't go as planned, gee, a smile sure does come in quite handy. <laughs> over but it's over for now some people can't admit when it's time to quit it's not over but it's over for now it's <laughs> it's not over but it's it's over it was over before it started take a bow pointing to the man in the booth. And I walk away. Dad wrote dad, dead, 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 wrote dad, dead. Dad. Okay.